Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is dedicated to the memory of Matthew Perry. Rest in peace. Welcome everyone to another episode of How the Hell Was This a Hit? And based on the intro and probably what you clicked on, we are doing the Friends theme. Do, 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 do. Uh, amazingly, and or coincidentally, this was picked by uh, Andrew Tessman, the co-host of the show. And this was not because uh, Mr. Perry passed away. This was com completely coincidental. And picked just before, so Andrea yeah. does black magic. Or, or something to that effect. But yeah, I'm Kirk Buckner. I run not in Hall of Fame.com, the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the United States Athletic Hall of Fame, along with Andrew Tessman and Brad Nelson. How you doing? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Look at the Joey Tribbiani there. Uh, well, I guess, uh, how the hell was this a hit? Uh, it piggybacked off Friends. Absolutely. Friends. The moment it was uh, put Brad, on. We got next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, come on. Okay, I got a, a little bit on this. There's we'll not start much with the fact to that the, We'll start with the fact that it was um, the, the they didn't want to do it in the first place. The Rembrandts um, the Rembrandts didn't want to do it. Um, they were the only band available to Warner at the time, so they kind of were forced to. It wasn't even like it suited their style matched anything that they did previously um they were just the dude living off of there. royalties now well one of them said that uh he would have been rich from it except he got married and uh <laughs> and then divorced so yep. so th but there's, there's like that. five other co-writers on that i think a bunch of producers there too which yeah they wanted first of all they wanted rem uh, not to do this song, but to do um, Shiny Happy People. Shiny Happy People. And then when R.E.M. was like, fuck no, we don't do uh, cool bands, don't do TV themes. Um, they How they true then would that be, though? What? That can't be true. Oh, well, did they actually say that? Or is that something you're paraphrasing? Yeah. I'm okay, paraphrasing. Cause, okay, because because they actually let stand on when Chris Elliott had a show. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So I, I was just wondering if they, if uh, Michael Stipe actually said that. That would have no. been interesting. Okay. Um. So, anyways, they they yeah, the song was written. It was a forty-seven second just TV show intro. It was a stinger. Written um by yeah the 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 producers and writers. I think one of the writers for Friends. Hey, um. Yeah. You can write it. And then they, they um then they basically took whatever band that was available. Um and and they they didn't even want their name on it. They figured it would just be some flash in the pan comedy that would disappear. Yeah. Um, totally stupid. Because if it's getting picked up, you're taking a pretty big chance for this. B <clears throat> Well, did they not look at the cast? Because the moment you saw that Jennifer Aniston's nipples were featured in the cast, they should have known it was going to be a hit. You didn't know what Jennifer Aniston's nipples could do yet. They were in the cast. They could have had a look. They would have been like that star quality. I knew we were going to get to her nipples. So let's just go there because it's far more interesting than anything else. Well, no, because the Rembrandts did have one other hit. Yeah, it was that, that was before uh, what was it called? Just that's just the way it is, baby. Which I think yeah. 
yeah reasonably well i remember hearing that on it Shepard. did it actually peaked at i think 15 on billboard yeah Right. So it wasn't bad and they weren't unheard of. And then later on, they had to write more or words for the song. So, uh, for, for, so, well, what happened was some radio DJ in Nebraska decided to make a three minute loop of this 40. Wasn't it Nebraska? No, no, no. I just, thought it was Nebraska. It was Nebraska might might not be, right. but it was somewhere. Decided to make a three minute loop of this song of the same 47 seconds over and over again that then got huge radio play and mm -hmm. then um yeah so then uh warner brothers was like well guys you gotta finish writing the song so Did they wrote the rest of the anyone song else on their label like warner brothers is a pretty big label it's like they had nobody else other than these these guys i don't think they had anyone available that had the right um that could kind of play the song they wanted to hear mm -hmm. i that's red mixed things. One person said that it was um, kind of inspired. They wanted like a um, end of the world as we know it feel, which would make sense since they were talking about REM. Other people saying they were kind of Beatles inspired, but whatever. Around. I think that I think that the they needed a certain sound, even though this wasn't the Rembrandt sound. It really? was they could do it. But lyrically, it doesn't even make any sense. Like your life sucks, but I but you got friends. Their lives didn't suck. No, that was the whole thing. I mean, okay, you got you got three roommates, two roommates, and Chandler and um, um, Ross lives on his own. Um, so you, you got you got your roommates and stuff. No, Phoebe lives on her own. Phoebe lives on her own too. We never really did. We see Phoebe's place. You were just focused on her nipples. Not with Jennifer um, Aniston's nipples. No, I'm pretty sure we saw Phoebe's place. Wasn't and Phoebe doing Phoebe, massage? Or, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, Friends and Frasier exist in the same timeline. Wait, what? Because Phoebe's sister, Ursula, her twin sister, Ursula, who we all remember, was oh. on Frasier. She was? I thought she was on yes. Not About You. You she may have also well, then that exists in the same one too. I mean, they were all in the same era, so I could see that. Yeah, there was there was some crossed universes going on here, which was kind of cool. Wait, and Frasier's part of the Tommy Westfall universe. Yeah, well, cheers. No, I mean, the, didn't we talk about this before? I don't believe so. Okay, the end of Saint Elsewhere. Oh God, where it was a dream. Yeah. Oh no, it was all in a snow globe. But mm -hmm. the doctors in St. Elsewhere once once appeared in Cheers, or did they actually appear in St. Elsewhere? I forget. Mm. Means all of this is in the top is in the autistic kid's head. This whole podcast is in this kid's head. We're not real. We are in a snow globe right now as we speak. I oh, can man. do anything. I could jump off the building here in Mount Manitoba, and it wouldn't hurt because I'm not real. Well, it would hurt. You'd cease to exist within the snow globe, but it would have no lasting repercussions outside the snow back. globe. Next week, we're doing okay, it. Have you ever globe. broken a snow globe? I've never had a snow globe. Okay, you break a snow globe, I guarantee you, you're not putting it back together. But the snow globe, I'm not breaking the snow globe. I would just break myself and then poof, magically come back to life. Just like when I was just watching a Loki, Kang just keeps coming back. It's the same guy. Pretty sure that's not uh, how it would work. No, you know, hey, Kirk, put the put the computer by the window, 
test it. Have at the very done. least, at the very least, you get to go on faces of death or dumb ways to die. Yeah. Dumb ways to die. How about let's change the subject and stop talking about this? I'm still this stuck is a on dumb this tangent. thing that this is no, it's hey, it's my tangent, and so it can't be dumb. I, I just and if we are in a simulation, there's a fail safe to stop us from actually truly being able to test whether or not we're in a, a simulation. I do, I yeah, I'm not, I'm not the one who sort of like uh hung up on us twice before we try to record this, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not mentioning any names, you know, savvy. I did not think I'd be talking about the Tommy Westfall universe. Anyway, saying that, lyrically, I think this is, especially considering now with the knowledge that it was sort of written by somebody who did the whole show, who kind of mm -hmm. knew what it was. It's not like we've seen in the past where someone's, okay, you're tasked to write about, some, about something. Oh, I've never seen it yet. And they're yeah. guessing. This person knew exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. But the whole okay. Yeah, they certainly didn't have a hard life. They had a massive rent-controlled apartment. Mm-hmm. In, in Brooklyn, no, oh, yeah, jobs were no, they jokes. were right down, right down by Central Park, weren't they? Supposedly, like well, the Manhattan coffee shop was Central Park. Were they? I guess they were in Manhattan. I don't even know. I, I suppose so. They never got wherever wrong. they were. It was downtown New York somewhere. It was, mm -hmm. and there's no way that a what cook and a secretary. What did Rachel do? Well, she wasn't even she, doing anything at that point. She, she was on a couple of things. Yeah, when, when she, she first started, moved in with, like, at the beginning, yeah, she was a waitress because she ha was, uh, she basically left her rich fiancé. Yeah, she left the rich fiancé. Yeah. Uh, but she had no money, even though she was the richest one going into it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how the hell, you know. Ross was a paleontologist. Control. Nobody really knew what Chandler did, and Joey was an actor. But Chandler made the most. Mm -hmm. But nobody really Yeah, knew yeah, Chandler was a corporate stooge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he had his own place. Phoebe was a masseuse who also did, uh, music on the side. You gotta figure those. Smelly cat, smelly cat. Her <laughs> to live on her own. I'm sure that she was sort of like, uh, doing some handies to help out. Oh, there's some rollover for sure. Had to be. Had mm -hmm. to be. Um. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah they basically all had i mean they were supposedly what 20 somethings living in new york but had your job's a joke no you broke your love money. life doa bullshit bullshit on all counts well to be fair at the start of that there they none of them did have well no no joey was doing whatever the hell he wanted to do joey's How you joey's, do love, it. joey's love life was exactly where he wanted it to be Mm -hmm. I, I looked up the the shitty lyrics though that they added on, which I guess the Rembrandts did. I couldn't figure out who added them. I guess they did. I think the Rembrandts did, which yeah. is why they actually did get a significant amount of royalties from it. You're so scared. looking at this with a '90s lens, I think the best thing about the song is probably the video, and that's because you know the Friends cast is coming in and taking over the the instrument playing and all that other stuff. And they're just, it looks like they're having fun. Which is all so they apparently got together one evening and came up with like a script for the the video, which included, I think Rachel slapping one of them with a fish and like knocking them over. And, 
anyways, they didn't do all of that. They mm-hmm. basically just improved chaos. But apparently, um, Courtney Cox can actually play the drums. Nice. She learned that with Bruce Springsteen. Ugh. What? I just can't. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. He gives me the heaps. How anybody got famous by going America a lot? It's kind of it's beyond me. You know, I, I that's a, that's I just I just want to point out that was actually your first impression that really stunk. <laughs> and I kind of I, I take a bit of joy from that. Well, I mean, come on, Bruce Springsteen is one of the like he's like Neil Young level shit as far as singers go. Wow. Holy. Well, Neil Young, as you guys know, I feel he is a sad, tiny Tim. Yeah. And Springsteen, you know, ain't that America, home of the free. Ain't that America. I mean, come on. Tiny Pink Houses. Yeah. The t- the theme song <laughs> for <laughs> America. Yeah, or that's, a- that's, uh, that, that, that's John Mellencamp. Oh, geez. That's right. Never mind. Spring if you're gonna trash someone, uh, at least trash the right person. About Jack and Diane. No, is that no? That's still Mellencamp, isn't it? Yeah. They're like the same person, aren't they? They look the same. Very much no. John Mellencamp is sort of like morphed into adult Beavis. Okay. <laughs> Hang on here. Springsteen. Springsteen was still. Born in the USA. There yes. we go. Okay. Yeah, give me a... Sorry, I just... I tend to ignore those guys that are like the hyper-patriotic manly man hunt a bear with your bare hands uh, flag-waving yeehaw crowd. They're on par with country. They're barely even... When they when they wave the flag, they're actually being more sarcastic. Oh, my God. Yeah, you need to uh, do some some deep yeah. diving into... Hey, some Andrea, suddenly I can't, I can't my Tommy Westfall fit isn't so bad, is it? No, I just, I can't listen to it because it's like sandpaper on the ears. That's how I feel about this song. Yeah, but but the whole point of those songs, like Little Pink Houses is is about, it, it's sarcasm. It's like, and same with Ain't That America. Like, mm-hmm. it's not rah, rah, go America. It's like, what the fuck have we done with our country? Born in the yeah. USA is about, is, is about a Vietnam vet who's disillusioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's all the, 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 you know, they made their livings off of saying America like multiple times in a, in a song. And that's the, it, it, it's what I boring. find really funny about Springsteen is that the people that are the biggest Springsteen fans don't actually understand his lyrics. Well, I was the biggest Springsteen detractor in the group here. And I'll be honest, I, I knew that you didn't some even of his, know who he was. Well, I, I kind of did a little bit. Um, I, I knew that some of his stuff was a poke in the eye, but I didn't realize that, you know, so much of it was, and maybe I might have to go back and listen to it again. If I'm feeling like I need to take my toaster for a swim or something. John Cougar Springsteen and the Beaver Brown band. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. It's about, um, it's the same thing, isn't it? You know, like put every country music artist together and, you know, give them a bit more rock and you've got Springsteen and Mellencamp. If you would have opened with that, we might have had something. 
No, I know not a popular opinion. It's just like, you know, everybody loves Neil Young and stuff like that. Everybody hates Rush, and I love Rush. I don't hate Rush. What do you mean everybody hates Rush? Oh, so there's a lot of Rush hate out there. I Where was I? I was in Hawaii at uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, and our server, when he found out we were Canadian, just would not stop talking about Rush. Literally followed them around in the 80s, like like two or three guy, man. Like what? lots of people love Rush. No, something like that. When he when he did that, yeah, I'm like sorry, that. but any rock group who can <clears throat> who can have a singer like Giddy Lee, have a drummer like um, oh yeah. crap, I, hey Pert, Pert, um, and and write songs about Lord of the Rings bullshit and make them rock. I mean, how awesome is that? I don't have anything against Rush. Did you Nothing. see the Epis for Family, Brad? Uh, yeah, I watched it. Okay, so that just reminds me of the kid of the kids' uh, attempt at band, band for that when they're trying to do a uh, bit of Tolkien stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to admit, I like watching Burr's stuff in general. Anything Bill Burr does, I will watch, only because of the fact that this guy comes in. And takes you in a direction you're thinking, oh, you're going to go too far. And then he turns it around and makes it make sense. He went from Friends to F to Bill Burr. Yep. I can't That's how remember. little meat is on the bone of, of this song. Uh, let's look at the next set of lyrics here. Okay, hit it. You're still in bed at 10 and we're... No, 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 stop it. Read it like Shatner. That's that's something you can do better than I can. Well, then read it like um, I can do Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh yeah, read it like Randy. You're stealing bed at ten and work begin at eight. Clip 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 clip. The clap is only after the first verse, huh? And it's only four claps, not five. I didn't say Macho Man could count. I'm I'm method acting here. Okay? <laughs> He's getting deep into the character here. <laughs> Burned your breakfast. Mm -hmm. So far, things are going great. Mother warned you there'd be days like these. Uh -huh. But she didn't tell you what the world has that the world has brought you down to your knees. And he can't read either. Oh, I can't read. I kind of got that all wrong. <laughs> Does it really matter? Uh, there's shit. Nothing there. really matters. Anyone can see. Nothing really matters to me. Yeah, maybe they would have been just better off keeping the loop going for three minutes. But yeah, I guess they got extra money. Yeah, and it's not it's not a terrible song. Like you it's listen good. to it and you think of the opening to Friends. Like it's not. There's a lot of worse songs out there. I hate. It's a lot worse. It's not a terrible song. It's it's pretty. 90s iconic like i i understand why it was popular mm -hmm. it there's there's a bunch of varying accounts i they seem to change their their story with each interview they did because but friends was everywhere anything and they you could sell anything friends lunch boxes friends sure shirts friends this friends everything yeah but there's nothing wrong with this song no and like andrea was saying it's 90s pop rock it's yeah. generic 90s pop rock. If you put the Rembrandts up against any other 90s pop rock band, you would have the whole Springsteen Mellencamp issue I just had. 
you would not have the Springsteen Mellencamp issue that we just had. Then maybe that's well, my disorder. So it'll be called the Springsteen Mellencamp disorder. That's where I mix up the two. So they part of the weirdness about this is they did a song and it turned into a big hit by no fault of their own. Um, but it was completely for. they apologized for it. But then later they took credit for it. Um, at one in one interview, he was saying how, um, yeah, they they kind of begrudgingly took it on. But in another interview, he's like, oh, yeah, well, we insisted we have input because if we're going to do it, it's going to sound like us. That's like, well, it doesn't sound like you. So you had your one wildly popular song mm -hmm. that everybody remembers you for that sounds nothing like the rest of your body of work. So it's like, um, what was the plain white tees? Do you remember Hey There Delilah? Oh, hey There and Delilah. Everybody yeah. went and bought, everybody who liked that song, people went and bought that album and nothing else on the album sounded like that song, even remotely. Did you ever hear the parody song of that? No. Hey There Vagina. Yeah, how about we don't uh, continue that on air? It, it was, um, okay, if you go and look it up, it's, it's very fun. And it has some very cool turns of phrase for uh, lady parts. Um, so anyways, it never really goes well for bands who have a breakout hit that doesn't sound like the rest of their music. But it wasn't even that. But it did mean a lot of money. They they essentially broke up over this song. They go back they? together again a few years later. But they um, the I can't remember which of them sings the higher parts. But he they were. So they were they were doing shows and then their audience completely changed, and they it was all like mums and teens yelling out, "Play the friend song," and. They started changing it up and actually playing that as the first song in their set, and then the crowd would just filter out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they um, and then yeah, the one guy, his voice just couldn't take this that singing that you know range, and he was he was really wrecking his vocal cords. So they broke up for a few years. Hmm. Well, he could still do this. That was the producer dudes that did that in the song. Yeah, I, re I read on Wikipedia, or it's Wikipedia, that they said, well, that was the best part of the song. I think that's the worst part of the song, frankly. Um, I think it worked with the intro only because of the fact that they would do um, quick cuts during the claps. Mm. So, you know, it, it, I think it kind of worked in that regard. Um, but, I mean, the fact is, whatever you might say about the show, Friends was a cultural phenomenon and, and a huge part of the 90s zeitgeist. Even to this day, there's people who still go back and rewatch episodes It's still Friends. streaming. It's and, still and, streaming, absolutely. And thanks to so, Andrea not doing her job, we got 20 minutes out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's, it's true, though. I mean, it, this song is iconic. You hear this song, you expect the, the, the intro to Friends to come on on any screen that's nearby you. Mm -hmm. um, it is definitely iconic. It is a hit. I think it's not... 
with the Rembrandts and this song, it's, it's, it doesn't quite match up. However, the Rembrandts, I think, are best known for this song. Yeah. And so I think we should close with this. Andrea might want to have be with Joey, but I think she'd wind up with Ross. Oh, God, no. Chandler all the way. Uh, 100% Chandler. I think you'd wind up I with mean, Ross. Okay, listen. No. Kirk. Kirk no, I would, I would probably have wrong? to stab Ross in the eye. No. Could Chandler. you be any more wrong, Kirk? I'm just saying Ross would, would, would make a play. Oh, no, Ross would make a play, 100%. But, no. I He's just a whiny bitch. Okay, like, Kurt, no. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pick one of the three lady friends, or pick the boyfriends. It's up to you, man. I'm not gonna judge you. Who, who, who would I? Would... And it uh, can't just be Rachel's nipples, uh, Brad. Oh, damn it, Monica. Monica, okay. Yeah, uh, providing that she doesn't uh, later on have really awful plastic surgery. Yeah, she became kind of weird looking. Uh, yeah, she's going a little bit to uh, to Jocelyn Wildenstein. Mm -hmm. See, I have a hard time because I, I don't like the OCD aspect of Monica, but I do like later seasons Rachel, where she actually figured her shit out a little bit. The reality is you're going to be all over Phoebe. No, Phoebe is the right level of weird, but Phoebe's even too flighty for me. No. Dude, uh, she's, I think way too, she's way too woo. Huh. I, I, have, I have a very... Uh, okay, I'm, I might be a little weird. I might be a little pervy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but um, crystals and, and, you know, when the mercury's in the microwave or gatorade or wherever it is i don't believe in any of that shit and she she totally does so it wouldn't it wouldn't work our chakras wouldn't align so we're back to the nipples yeah i gotta go to the nipples yeah there we go <laughs> later seasons rachel but not earlier seasons. earlier seasons rachel she was too much of a of a uh, materialistic bitch, and then she kind of got her head on straight a little bit more, more into the into the later seasons. I still think you'd wind up with Phoebe. Yeah, but okay, briefly there'll be there'll be a, there'll be a fling, absolutely, but it's not going to last. You'd wind up with Janice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Janice. <laughs> uh, All right. Actually, I think it would have wound up. Yeah, it was not far off. With Janice? No, no, no. Damn it. Janice, I love you. No, uh, Ross's first wife went gay. But anyway, uh, that's oh, yeah, but... uh, Never mind that. What do we got next if, week? If anybody could turn a woman gay, Kirk, it'd be you. Me. Yeah, 100% it'd be you. Nice. Hell, you just about turned me gay. <laughs> you haven't seen my nipples yet not yet but wait till it gets cold there in winnipeg yeah but there's a lot of hair around it so man, no it doesn't matter man you just part that shit inside yeah i don't even think moses could do that jesus <laughs> <laughs> so for the few viewers we have left brad what do we 
Um, you you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so like I said before we started recording, you guys are going to hate me for this, and I'm going to laugh all the way till next week when we get to do it. Okay. Um. Wow. <laughs> what does the fox say? That wasn't a hit. It was a hit. That what didn't didn't have what I went to. Get, I went to Parade of Lost rating? Souls. There were people dressed up as the different animals. From where the... where was it rated? Okay, because that's like saying Char um, Candy Mountain was a hit. You know, Charlie, that's not even a song. Well, maybe yeah, maybe, maybe me... we got a loophole here. Like, yeah, did this where actually... it um, Okay, U.S. Billboard Top 100. It went to number six, bitches. <laughs> I really do hate you. I know you do. <laughs> but this is the essence of the podcast. How the hell did this go become a hit? Short. It's a meme. That's all. Oh, well then okay, we don't need to do it next 90s week. We're, memes. We've already done it. I I what where did the freaking um bedroom 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 That's a song. Mushroom. A snake, a snake. <laughs> Like, where did that <laughs> rank? Because that's right oh. about the same level of ridiculous. Quit drinking for this. <laughs> um, badger, badger. I don't think. I don't think it. No, it's just animation. Never charted. Okay. All right. Well, man. Oh, well, you're right. I hate you. What site did we used to have to go to for that one? Ebombs World. Ah, uh, Ebombs World. Is that still around? Like just. Excellent turn of the century oh, early internet like, bullshit. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, in that psychedelic <laughs> trip, I'm gonna tell you about how I cheat on these two because they because I have to because they don't make me listen to that fucking song. Vinny Los Panus and I do a show where we make Hall of Fame cases. We recorded three today. This is actually my fourth show. Whoa. Yeah, there you go. So there's look for that. There's uh where Vinny made the Hall of Fame case for you know uh, some well, and I I could tell all I could tell the two of two of you that you wouldn't know who any of them are, but they're really good, so you have to trust me on that. Sports guys, yes they are. Uh, they're probably very impressive. Well, one is James A. R. Kinney. James A. R. Kinney, did you see that ludicrous display? Okay, he didn't actually play. He he uh he's the he's the godfather of black hockey in Nova Scotia. Was there not a ludicrous display in, involving him? I don't believe there was. Oh, okay. No. Shout out to the IT crowd. Yes, yes, there we go. So that was one of the three that we recorded today. Look for that if you want to hear some obscure Hall of Fame cases. And it is changing, uh, it is reaching people. So we're pretty excited about what he's been able to do. So shout out to Vinny Lospinuso. Evan Nolan and I do the weekly Hall of Fame show. Uh, also, there have been a lot more live shows where the Notton Hall of Fame crew, we are doing lots of great things where we're trying to say who we think should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it's been fantastic. Starring yours, truly, of course. Before you go too much further, though, I wanted to make sure that we all knew that Christmas is coming. Oh, Christmas is coming. You know what makes a great Christmas present? A book Books. of some sort, you would think. Yes, I, I also wrote a book. If you're not sort of sick of me that way, you could actually read my musings, although it's not my musings. 
It's the musings of Chavo Guerrero Sr. I helped him out with this autobiography before he passed. You can get that on Amazon. Chavo Guerrero Instant Classic. It is a great gift for the wrestling fan near you. Or by Rowdy Roddy Piper. Hot Rod. Whose best role ever was in They Live. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Absolutely. Uh, all that also, too, there's going to be a lot more shows coming out, a few more interviews that I've been working on. So, my God, the Bucknerverse is expanding. It's like the MCU, only it doesn't suck. Huh? Huh? You know, maybe it is like the MCU because all the old white guys in it are really kind of stupid. <laughs> I can't. I can't argue with you on any of those points. I'm old, I'm white, and I'm a little dumb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and with that... Tell the difference between John Cougar, Mellencamp, and... Um, um, not Steve. Yeah, that one, that one stunned me. Now you can't even remember Springsteen's name? Listen, okay, I've been packing all day. Um, yeah, we're going to make that the excuse? Other excuses I could probably come up with if I was given enough time. All right, we just won't let you live this one down. Okay. Man, I don't even know where with this one. <laughs> On that note, we should probably say bye. We should, yes. And with that, we here at the Bucknerverse bid you adieu, wherever you are, wherever you may be. Make it a great day. It's going coming again. Unless the Buddhists are right, or all the time travel stuff I've been watching. Or maybe the Tommy Westfall universe. No, I'm done. Okay, let's bye. Bye.